You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Oh, we leave the phone ring in for tradition and lazy editing. Uh, There is nobody here but me. I'm Joe, and this is a Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast Quick Bite. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about the movie The Cursed. I say we, me. I'm going to be talking about the movie The Cursed. Uh, Recent film that came out. Not a lot of people are really talking about it, but I think it's worth mentioning because it's a pretty good movie. Uh, This movie is directed by a fellow named Sean Ellis, and uh, I didn't know anything about this guy. Um, I looked him up. British filmmaker. He made a couple popular flicks, uh, some short ones, long ones, uh, won a couple of awards, but nothing I've ever seen or heard of. Uh, But this movie was pretty good. It's in the theaters now. It's pretty limited. Um, Kind of going to be hard-pressed to to find a showtime, really, um, especially with the Batman coming out. But um, if I saw correctly, I think there was a press release saying it it's going to be on Blu-ray in like May or something like that, which is pretty close. And uh, that usually means there'll be a video on demand release uh, shortly uh, before or after. I was surprised that this wasn't a video on demand release uh, simply because it's a 2021 Sundance movie uh, that did pretty well. But it's not um, not a big budget movie that doesn't have big names in it. I, I didn't with so many other movies coming out getting quick straight to video on demand home theater release i I felt this would have been one of them uh but it wasn't it was just in theaters you know i don't i don't know how well it did uh if i remember correctly i think the budget was like like four million maybe and i think it just broke like two in the first week or whatever so i i don't know i don't fucking boring you with numbers i'm so sorry um, so the movie, uh, it's essentially a werewolf movie with, uh, <laughs> a very, um, tired renaming from the original title, which was called Eight for Silver. Uh, why they changed the name, I assumed, uh, just to catch attention. Uh, although it's pretty generic, um, I, I still don't think The Curse explains what it is, but I guess neither this Eight for Silver. But yeah, this is a werewolf movie. It's, uh, it, it's a period piece as well. Not menstruation. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that joke. I, I'm so sorry. You guys You guys deserve better than that one. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it takes place in the uh, late 1800s and I believe France. They don't say, but the character naming kind of makes me think it takes place in a small village there. The opening scene of the movie takes place uh, during World War I, uh, the Battle of Somme, which is a river in France. Uh, one of the deadliest battles, really, I think, in human history. You know, this thing lasted for like five months. Um... Yeah, motherfuckers didn't know I was a World War One kind of buff. Not really. I kind of just started reading up about that stuff recently because this is like the second movie I've seen that takes place during World War One. The other one being uh, The King's Man, which was like, whatever. I don't know. Um, but anyway, getting a little off track. Uh, the movie uh, does start off uh, during World War One, and then it kind of backtracks uh, 35 years prior where we get to see um, a family. Uh, it's a wealthy family. The father is a land baron. He basically throws a bunch of gypsies off his land who are laying claim to parts of it. Uh, he basically kills them off, and a curse is set upon his family. The lead character is played by uh, Alistair Petrie. Uh, his wife is played by Kelly Riley. And then our main character, basically, uh, is played by Boyd Holbrook. These names probably don't mean shit to anybody, uh, but you've seen these people's faces before, especially Boyd Holbrook. He was in uh, Logan. He played the, the character Pierce, I believe his name was. But this, these are the kind of actors where like you've seen their faces, you just don't know where. You sit down, and you, like you wind up IMDBing them. 
and saying, oh, shit, these guys are in, like, 65 different movies. You look at the list, and you don't know any of them. You've seen, like, one or two. You're like, how the fuck do I know them? Those are the kind of people that are in this movie. But they all do a pretty great job. Especially Boyd, he plays the lead character, like I said, uh, named John McBride. He's a pathologist. His character's been investigating this like group of gypsies. And uh, he comes into this town and he kind of knows more than anyone else does. Uh, this curse, so to speak, uh, is a werewolf curse. Like I mentioned before, it's a werewolf movie. And it winds up infecting the village and this guy's family. And then John McBride, that character is there to basically uh, solve this mystery. Now, I don't really want to... Sp- spend any time uh talking about the plot too much more than that because i don't want to spoil this i I don't like to spoil anything to be honest with you one of the main reasons why we do spoilers in the first place because a lot of things that we talk about on this podcast are old like 80s 90s uh, sometimes earlier and then we talk about newer stuff in more detail because you know it's a bigger franchise or we just have a lot more to say about it it's not to say that i don't have a lot to say about this movie it's just that I'd rather not spoil it. I think it's actually really uh, a really good movie. It's worth seeing. Uh, but I'll talk a little bit about what I liked, what I didn't like, some aspects of the film, maybe just to kind of whet your uh, appetite. Uh, and you guys can figure out this is the movie for you uh, in the first place. It almost felt like, like a mature version, uh, a little more grounded version of like Sleepy Hollow. Because especially with the um, the main character kind of being like an investigator of sorts, uh, like a man of science, you know. And so... He's, he's in there and he's kind of digging around and trying to help this family solve, you know, uh, the mystery that's going on. What people are missing, if, you know, people seem to be disappearing. So it, it did have that feel to it. it. It also kind of reminded me of The Witch a little bit. If anyone's seen that movie, it's a little similar. But, uh, you know, this is a little bit more like out there and fantastical and stuff like that because it deals with elves. There's a lot of things in the movie I liked. I did like the look of it. I think they did a really good job with like the costumes and the settings. And it's a little bit of a slow movie. And I say slow, like in a slow sort of style. But there are a lot of things happening to keep your attention, really. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you see it, maybe you'll kind of get that same uh, idea. There's there's this constant mystery that's unfolding, and it, it keeps you wanting to know, you know, what's going to happen next. It's one of those movies where you kind of watch it, and you, you're trying to figure out the movie as the characters are figuring it out. It's not like a super predictable film or anything like that, so it's got a couple moments that were surprising. Uh, and again, I'm not going to get into any of them. Uh, I'm not going to talk about spoilers. The movie had some pretty decent uh, practical effects, which if anyone's been listening to this for the last couple months, you guys know I'm a huge fan of practical effects. Uh, I think they really make a movie. It's one of the things that just I cherish quite a bit in a film. Um, so there's 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 quite a few of those, and they're used not in the creature effects, but um, in like some of the attacks, and they're pretty brutal. Um, they're very realistic looking. It, it did it did sort of uh, take me by surprise the first uh, couple times I saw someone's like hand get cut off or bit or whatever. I was like, oh wow, this is pretty gruesome especially with this kind of movie which is a supernatural film there were a lot of moments that were uh pretty realistic part of the appeal of this movie you know was how well it grabbed your attention and those moments grabbed my attention quite a bit too and there's a lot of cgi um especially with the creatures and honestly i'm not like a huge fan um you know it's a necessary evil and sometimes it looks pretty great uh, sometimes it does not. In this one, it's fine. I just didn't like the look of the uh, particular creatures. It's kind of like the one complaint I had. I didn't like the way the monsters looked and the transformation. It was kind of like odd and 
in the transformation scenes and, and very generic looking uh, as far as the creatures go. They just look like, a, a you know, an ambiguous monster. Like, it didn't even really resemble a werewolf all that much. You know, you see movies like American Werewolf in London and, you know, you could pick that wolf out of a lineup real fucking fast because it's a very, like, iconic looking monster. It's, it's got features that stand out. It's got features that you just remember. I, I if I saw, like, a poster or you know a photo or a fucking toy or something of this monster i probably wouldn't be able to place it anywhere it's just very generic looking but that aside and it didn't really matter too much it would have been nice to get something cool but it wasn't a big if that's my only complaint i you know i think that's pretty good i uh, can't think of anything else i didn't like about it this movie doesn't um hit it over the head like a lot of other shit that's out and has been out but it does touch upon things that we're dealing with which the pandemic not only do they mention their own uh pandemic that's going on at the time because you know i don't know if you guys know our problems aren't really that unique a lot of things that uh that are happening now have been going on for centuries right um it just feels new and terrible because we never experienced the other stuff before but this stuff's been going around forever they talk about that in in here a little bit but they don't hit you over the head with it they also don't hit you over the head with the themes that we're going through today which is like lockdown and you know they're all kind of in lockdown because of uh, what's going on with this creature especially at a certain point in time they know something's happening everybody kind of shuts themselves in because they don't know what's out there and, and how it's getting in uh they do treat this creature almost like a virus of sorts so there's some familiar subject matter in there uh with like you know today's problems but again it's subtle it's not overdone I think they hit everything in this movie really well. Uh, it is well paced uh, for what it is. I don't. I don't really know that I could sing its praise anymore. I think it's you know pretty good. If you you're into period pieces, if you're into uh, werewolf films, this sounds like it, you know something that you might like. It's a pretty great version of that. Uh, very little complaint about. I love the ending. It was little bit of a, um, a twist that I didn't see coming. There's a couple other follow-up things that happen. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. It's really well done. So I recommend it. You know, if you could check it out, check it out. If you got to wait till it comes out on video on demand, do that. I, I've been in a habit lately where I don't even really like watch trailers too much. I, I like to go into things blind uh, if I can. Like big budget shit, like you can't really avoid that. But like things like this, um, like I'll watch like maybe 30 seconds, a minute of the trailer. And if I like what I'm seeing already, and it, like, it just looks like my kind of movie, like the look, the feel, or whatever, I'm turning the trailer off. I'm like, I'm going to go see the movie because I love going in blind. Those have been some of my best experiences seeing a movie. Just walking into a theater saying, yeah, I saw the title. I know who's in it or who directed it or whatever. I go check it out and I've had a great time. So I, I, did, the, I did it with this movie too. I just went into it blind. Uh, seeing very little of it, uh, reading nothing of it, and loved it. You know, I loved the experience, and I thought it was a great movie. So, check it out. I uh, I usually don't talk about things that I don't really like. Uh, so, you know, usually I'm going to talk about something and say see it. But, yeah, if you can see it in the theater, see it. If you can't, then just uh, hold off. But uh, that's that. Um, before I yell goodnight at you guys, uh, a couple other things. The March 4th um, just, uh, just passed. Uh, a couple days ago, I think it's worth mentioning, uh, was the 100th year anniversary of the movie uh, Nosferatu. Now, for those who haven't seen Nosferatu, um, it's a silent black and white film. I mean, it's it's not like something that a lot of people could sit down and watch. However, I think it's an essential movie. There's a lot of things in that movie that, uh, you know, broke broke new ground. And plus, you know, this being a horror movie podcast, I think it's kind of worth mentioning this in the first place, right? If you've never seen Nosferatu, 
It's a hundred anniversary. Check it out. It's a really great movie. I'm not going to sit here and fucking talk about it for another 15, 20 minutes like this. Just wanted to mention it because I know the anniversary just passed. So that's that. And uh, for this month, we have a couple of things coming out. Uh, we got two full-length episodes, I guess we can call them, uh, coming up in the next two weeks. We're going to be talking to Justin uh, with the movie Cursed. It's another werewolf movie. It's a Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson vehicle from the uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't remember the actual date. But it's, you know, another one of those scream knockoffs that came around at the same time. I thought it was fitting to talk about that, being that it shares this, you know, very uh, lame title. So we're going to be talking about that. And who better to talk about that than Justin? It's fucking right up his alley. It says right up his, does up the alley mean asshole? I don't know if that's like what the term comes from. I guess it's appropriate. Um, so, so yeah, it's up Justin's alley. And then we got Matt coming back. Uh, everybody loved Matt's podcast. Uh, I loved Matt's podcast, and I'm really excited to have him back on. We're going to be talking about a movie that we also love very much, uh, movie Event Horizon. So we got that coming up. Check that out. And then we're going to uh, you know wrap up the month with uh, some appropriately themed stuff and new stuff. So uh, make sure you tune in and, uh, you know, check it out. I think it's going to be a you know, pretty good month. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you uh, continue to. And good night. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter. And that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you That's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.